Welcome to the More Than OK podcast, a well-being and family podcast about tips, strategies and stories on how to be more than OK. I'm Belinda Bray. I am a wife, a mum and a teacher and I love learning about well-being and I love taking what I've learnt into my everyday life, into my family and into my classroom and I'm excited to bring you along the journey so you can be more than OK. Welcome to another episode of More Than OK. Today we have a special guest, Claire White, who's here from DBT Skills for Change. She's also a parent from our college. So we're really thrilled to have you here today. Thanks, Belinda. So do you want to just quickly tell us what DBT is? Yeah, sure. So it stands for Dialectical Behaviour Therapy and it's a, in its entirety, it's a a model of therapy that... um, it gives a really broad range of support for a client. It's quite a quite a big therapy in itself. We just look at the skills training. So mm. just um, the skills in emotion regulation, in distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness and mindfulness. And that's really this solid skill, tangible skills that can give people a really good foundation for coping. So. Great. You're a psychologist, right? I'm not a psychologist. You're not a psychologist. No. What do we call you? I am a, well, I have a psychology training, but um, I have a bachelor in psychology and honours in psychology and have ongoing training ahead of me. Um, (laughs) But I have some really specific training in DBT. That's so great. Um, So that's, that's my background in terms of that. Yeah. And it just sounds so great. I love the idea of skilling people and helping them through things rather than always digging back? Yeah. Is that, am I yep. interpreting that the right yeah, way? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, I guess when people have the skillful foundation, they have a good base to go back and do that work if they need to, but sometimes the skills are enough. Sometimes we just need, need some ways that we can get through yep. what we've got going on in our lives because, you know, life has all those ups and downs and so if we've got some skills that we can use when those you know, when those downs come, just to be able to cope and to be able to get through. And we can build these things into our life so that I guess those things knock us around a little bit less. Yeah, that's excellent. I love that. All right, the three topics we're going to cover today. It's big. I'm feeling (laughs) as if it's really lots of content to get through. It is big, but we'll just do a tinsy bit of each one because, you know, if you wanted to learn it all, it's like like 20 to 30 weeks. Yeah, I know. Or you do like a whole year (laughs) of skills training. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to hit you with some some little little techniques and stuff. Okay, so we're going to look at distress tolerance, emotion regulation, and validation. They're the three big ones that you've passed on to me that we can talk about. Yeah. Yes? Here we go. We ready? Okay, (laughs) fire away. I'm really excited about this. I think this is really important stuff. And yep. I think it's important for us, uh, parents, yeah. but I think it's really important for our kids. And we both have teens yep. and watching them do the ups and downs, it, they really need these skills. Yeah, so yeah. I'm and really that's excited. a good point too around teenagers too. I mean, all our parents of all our age kids kind of probably find it really helpful. But in adolescence, we kind of see some of those, I guess, dysregulations peak as well. So... We, if we've got some skills to help our teens to whew, bring it back down, you know, I, I think about our grade 12ers and um, all those external pressures and if we can give them some things to kind of ride those waves. Yeah, great. Okay, number one is distress tolerance. 
Can you, in your amazing knowledge, tell us what that is? <laughs> okay, so distress tolerance skills in DBT are really about giving us a set of skills that can help us to tolerate big painful emotions or difficult situations that come up for us. And we can do that in a couple of ways. We can um, do it by, like, by surviving the crisis, which might mean we're just getting through. We're just getting through and we just want to make it through without making it any worse or making a poor decision that kind of compounds the situation. Yeah. Or it can be radical acceptance as well. And I really love radical acceptance because that really aligns well with my faith as well. So there's, there's those, two, those two components that sit under distress tolerance. Yeah, okay. Um, and so the, the distress tolerance skill I thought I'd share today, because when, we, when, when we are in distress, we have a lot going on physiologically in our body. So our body's responding to our situation or the emotion that we've felt in response to something. And so a lot goes on in our body. So everyone's probably felt that kind of tightness in your throat when you're really anxious or the knotting in your tummy or just or clenching your fists when you're feeling just really overwhelmed or angry. We don't go, I'm going to have, you know, a knot in my tummy right now. These things just happen automatically yeah. when we experience an emotion. So when we have a skill we can use to calm our body, it can yeah. really help us to cope with that situation. And it might even help us to then change the emotion that we're feeling. Okay, cool. So. So I have told Claire that I was feeling a bit anxious about filming today and she was like, oh, I have a thing for you. <laughs> so she's going to show us. So um, the, I thought I'd come with props today <laughs> and I bought an ice pack. So I don't know if you're willing to have a go. Belinda, I'll do anything. But... Uh, I, um, but I can, I can, I can demo it for you. Okay. Um, won't put you that much on the spot. <laughs> so when we have really intense emotion going through our body, we have, our heart rate will be going faster. Yep. We will have higher blood pressure. We will have lots of things going on in our body. And as humans, we actually have what's called a mammalian dive reflex. Right. So if you were to fall into a freezing cold lake, your body would go, I need to conserve all the energy that I need to. Or if you dive into a cold pool, your body starts to go into a conservation mode. So what we can do is we can actually help our body to reduce all that escalation that's happening in our body mm. by kind of hijacking it with an ice pack. Okay. So what we can do, this is a great one for kids too. So you might just need like a little puppy dog ice pack or you know the cute little ones and you know can probably range from your little preppies who might be melting down right through the ice pack you want to put it across your forehead or your yeah. your face just a little bit like that and invert your head so leaning down over your knees Oh. and holding your breath for whatever's comfortable but aiming for about 30 seconds. Wow. And when you do that, your body will bring down your blood pressure. It will wow. decrease, your, um, decrease your heart rate and a few other things going on in our body as well. Yeah, that's really fascinating. So we could use that if we have a toddler melting down yeah. or if we've got perhaps a year 12 student who's, uh, I have a year 12 student, who's really finding it hard to regulate, yep. this is the sort of thing we can do. Yeah, yeah. So in particular, when, when we are in, I guess, 
a crisis, so like when nothing else is working, because we don't want to use it all the time. But oh, when really? when we've kind of got that that sense that you know if I don't do this, I'm going to do things that aren't really effective for me. So Correct. Can be a really good so this is for distress, just not stress. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a good distinction, Belinda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some other practical tips for distress tolerance. Yeah. So um, breathing is a big one. Um, we probably all hear a lot about breathing and mindfulness and it can seem a little bit maybe vague, a little bit fluffy and a little bit hard to really get a handle on. But when we use our breath, we can do the same thing with the mm. ice pack. Not as, this is really dramatic and really quick, but we can actually change our physiological response yeah. with our breath. There are quite a few different techniques. There's the box breath, which a lot of people will have heard about. A lot of kids know the, the hand breath, so breathing in with the up, yeah. down, breathing out, like that. When we're really talking about regulating ourselves, if we're kind of, you know, heading into panic or just really distressed or stressed, we can use just even a short in-breath and a long out-breath. Yes. So you will hear many a time in my house, short in-breath, long out-breath, short in-breath, long out-breath. Oh, that's great. Because it's just a really quick way we can kind of bring ourselves back to a place where we can, you know, have a conversation that's tricky or express ourselves yeah. that this is what's going on and this is what's hard and just being able to bring that little bit of regulation. Yeah. So there are lots of different numbers people throw around, but if you do like a four second in-breath, hold your breath, and then out for seven or eight seconds, okay. or kind of as long oh, as you can make it. I do this with my classes. Yeah, Like awesome. Sometimes you'll get a class that's just done PE, or just been given cupcakes, or, you know, and yeah. they come in and they're really, it, and it's hard to keep a lid on it. I sometimes do these breathing exercises and and the whole hold your breath and then let it out slowly. And you can just see that the class kind of just calms and you can actually talk to them. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. And not only are they regulating, but they're actually also learning a strategy for to take into other classes yes. or exams or yes. whatever it is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and if you've got a little tiny person, the, um, the one I like is blowing up a balloon. Imagine oh. you are blowing up a balloon. So that long out breath. No, you've got to get that balloon bigger. Okay. And pretend oh, you're a balloon. Okay. So just kind of modifying it a little bit if we've got our little preppies through. To okay. I sometimes do like a tense and release thing too. Is oh, that another that, technique? That is. So the skills that I'm talking about actually are. So this is the. They're actually. It's actually called the tip skill. Okay. So there's there's actually heaps of distress tolerance skills. So but the ones that we're kind of talking about here are tip. So tip is tipping with temperature. We can also regulate big emotions, particularly anger, fear, ones that really activate us to need to do something, yep. we can regulate them with intense exercise. Okay. Um, we've got the pace breathing, which is that oh, good. That short in, long out. Yeah. And then we've got the paired muscle relaxation. Ah. So you are right on it, oh, Linda. Right, on it. Yay. <laughs> and, and that tense and release. So um, you can go through and tense every muscle group or um, one that is pretty effective with kids because it's easy. It's, you know, we kind of simplify it to... Um, you know, tin soldier, ragdoll, tin oh, soldier, yeah, ragdoll, and just kind of getting them to tense as many muscles as they can yeah. and hold that and then release. Yes. Because that's, um, again, working with our sympathetic our, yeah. that sympathetic nervous system to try and activate our 
calming system. Yeah, great. And then for the kids who aren't feeling distressed in my class, I just say to them, this is what stress feels like. Just feel it, yeah. feel it, feel it. And then you let it go and this is relaxed. And yeah. it just kind of gives them a little bit of an experience of letting it go and feeling the difference between the two. That's perfect. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, the second thing we're going to talk about today is emotion regulation. So where do you want to start with this? Yeah, I wanted to kind of touch on the fact that emotions are really important. So emotions give us information. So yeah. often giving us information about ourselves. They might be giving us information about something that's dangerous or sometimes sometimes when we're talking about emotion regulation, we're talking about regulating emotions that maybe don't fit the situation. Someone might be really, really scared of something, but it's actually maybe not very likely that it's going to happen uh, or it yeah. might be something that, you know, we're worrying about but isn't, you know, like when you lose sleep at night or something like that and it's like, you know, those nighttime thoughts that might yeah. get you in a bit of a spin but in the daytime it's like... Yeah. Mm, this is not a big deal. And yeah. so we, we can sort of start to check the facts and see what's really going on. And the first thing we want to do is is recognise what the emotion is that's showing up. Okay. And that can be the hardest part sometimes. Yeah. I work with students and I'll say to them, how are you feeling? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. So we don't actually have... Yes, fine. <laughs> I love that word. I don't love that word. But we just, as adults, and as someone who loves mindfulness and... I love the psychology stuff and I kind of like to pinpoint my emotion, but that's taken a long time. Yeah. And not everyone has it, which I'm discovering. So yeah. how do we, are there some things we can do to identify our emotions? Yeah, so there, there are, sometimes uh, it can be really hard to figure out what we're feeling. So we can sometimes start with what's going on in our body. So if we're feeling a really over, overwhelming feeling, but we might be able to identify where it is. So it might be like, oh, it's in my belly. Oh, it's in that feeling in my throat. Yeah, okay. Or it's this tension in my body. So sometimes we, if we can't identify the name of the feeling, we might be able to identify the things that are happening in our body. And even that can be helpful in terms of starting to find our way towards okay. um, what our emotions are that, they, that are going on for us. Okay. Um, we can kind of start to notice what function it's having as well. Oh, so one of my favourites um, is recognising the function of anger. Because I don't know about anyone else, but, you know, like we all, we all sometimes will respond feeling angry about something. And I, it was really powerful to me to recognise that anger was showing up when my needs were being blocked. So anger can show up for a few different reasons. Yeah. But one really common one is when our needs are getting blocked. So we feel like... This, you know, something's not right, I'm not getting what I need. And it can be really subtle, so it's not so much, you know, this, this idea that we have this need that needs to be met. Um, so the example that, that I thought I'd share is that I used to get really, was getting really cranky at bedtime because no one's going to sleep. It's like, come on, guys, you know, TikTok. It's, yeah. And I could feel this frustration rising in me. And then I realised, well, it's actually, because I have a need to get the kitchen clean. Oh, yes. to get myself showered and ready for bed and actually get a decent sleep myself. So when everyone else was kind of like it was all rolling on at this yes. end, my frustration would rise. And when I could recognise the function of it, that it was had a function because I was kind of, it was getting in the way of what, you know, some really practical needs for me, yep. it made me go, oh, there's that 
frustration showing up again. Oh. And it didn't, became less of a big deal because I could let it go. I knew where it was coming from. I could even articulate to the kids, hey guys, I actually need to get to bed too. So it kind of could help me yeah. could have sort oh. of with that process of coping with that emotion. That's really so, good. Yeah. That's so great. the And the skill that we, I was talking to you about earlier, Belinda, was checking the facts. So yeah. I thought this is a really helpful one to share with our, particularly our teenagers. But because um, emotions anyone aren't really? always real, they're not always true. Mm. They're real. They're not always true. They're not always built on truth. That's exactly it's, it, Linda. Yeah, it just bodies responding without yeah. so much the brain connection. Is that yeah? And that's particularly true in adolescence yes. because our brains are wiring a bit differently. We're not. There's a bit of different, uh, you know, processing going <laughs> yes. on in our frontal lobe. So yes, it's definitely. Um, definitely true. Our emotions are a response to something, but then sometimes they're not going to be proportionate or maybe not actually accurate. Okay. So when we, you know, with teenagers, if we think something's going on in our friend group and we feel a sense of rejection or hurt, mm. um, but what we thought, like if we went and said, what's, you know, like what's happening and it wasn't actually what we thought, but we might have already experienced that emotion. And if we act on that emotion mm. without knowing all the details, it can sometimes not go well for yeah. us. Yeah. And you also don't know what's going on with other people. That's exactly like it. I had an incident where I got really upset about something yeah. and someone got upset at me back and then we had a bit of time to think about it and we bravely met and chatted and I said, this was actually in the lead up to that moment and they went, Oh, well, this was in the lead up to that moment. So we met with emotion. Yeah. But then we responded to each other's emotion. It was all just a mess. That, but it was just like, yeah. oh, it ha must happen to teenagers all the time. Well, I, I think watch it happens it happening all the time. To us all, yeah, definitely. Because we've, we've all, we come into any given moment with our own life yeah. behind it. And we all just but carry our junk. That's a perfect example, Belinda. Yeah, oh. that's, that's because then if we, if we, you know, decide not to spend time with that friend anymore yeah. based on, you know, based on what had transacted. Yeah. But if we can check and go check in ourselves and we, you know, then we might go, oh, everything's actually fine. Yeah. It um, can actually, in that instance, it actually made the friendship better yeah. because we were both very aware that we've come from different places yeah. and we can actually check in a bit deeper. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, difficult. It was messy for a little while, but then it was much better. Yeah. So. so in the moment, if it's big, we can actually kind of ask ourselves, is this my interpretation that's creating yeah. this emotion or is it the situation that's creating the emotion? And yeah. oftentimes it's how we're interpreting the situation. Yeah. So it's not always even about that really checking the facts like going, going up to someone and going hey what what did you mean or what happened it can even just be about us checking am I jumping to a conclusion am I assuming something about this other person yeah. and that in itself when we do that can quite often change how wow. we're feeling in our emotions yep. and can help us to regulate our emotions and bring kind of the intensity down that's good yeah and then you just brought up the word regulation yeah when I've done research about this and this is it makes my heart sink because one tip on how to get better at emotion, emotional regulation is to have good modelling, which means if I want my kids to have better emotional regulation, I have to be able to do mine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and this is the thing about parenting that I've learned yes. so much is that if I want to see something in my child, I actually have to do it. Yeah. So I have a child who never puts her shoes away. Not mentioning any names. But then there's also an adult in the house, me, who never puts my shoes away. <laughs> and that's a tiny example, yeah. but we have to be modelling what we want to see in our kids. And that's hard, but it's also healing for yeah. us to learn how to regulate our emotions as adults. Good for us, good for our kids, good for our families. Yeah, beautiful. It's hard. Okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is validation. And this links in with emotion, right? It's validation is about acknowledging other people's feelings yeah. and interpersonal relationships, yeah. which is family, yeah. which is so validation has a place in family. Oh, absolutely. So validation really is a way that we can strengthen the relationships we have with the people who are important to us. Mm. We can, if we really validate and focus on the other person and really engage with them, it has a lot of benefits. Even when we are in distress or we have upset kids, if we can really be with them, you've probably heard about, you know, just be with them in their emotions. And that can be sometimes hard to know what to do, but it can be as simple as looking someone in the eyes. Yes. So I have, don't tell my kids, but I have <laughs> done some experiments when I actually stop I might be cooking dinner, they might be chatting to me, but just stop and I just look them in the eye and yeah. I talk and they will talk so much more when I do that. That's so Because good. it's building that relationship, but it actually also soothes us. So oh. when we're talking about that modelling, Belinda, and all those things, it, when we're trying to support our kids, if we can really be with them and be present yeah. when they're upset or angry or whatever the emotion is that they're feeling, being with them in that can actually help soothe their whole system wow. as well. So interesting. it's a bit of a powerful one. And we live in an age where there are so many distractions, yeah. whether that's I'm on my phone and my kids are talking and it's like, you know, making that choice of either, hey, give me a sec while I finish this yeah. so I can give you my full attention yeah. or putting that down and going, I am with you. Yes. With our body language, with our, with our yeah. eye contact. And we can also validate in terms of how we speak with our family, children, whatever, we can actually reflect back, wow, that must be really hard. And yeah. that validation, just having someone see us yes. and hear us is just so powerful. We, as adults, we know what that's like. If we yeah. bring a friend and they go, oh, well, you'll be right. You know, that, yeah. that doesn't feel too good. But if we have a friend, we ring a friend and they go, Oh, I can't believe you're going through this. Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. We autumn you can I can almost feel it when I give that example. You can almost feel that sensation that we're heard and we're seen yeah. and we're understood. That's good. And when we can communicate to others that they're seen and they're heard and they're understood, we can really build stronger relationships yep. and change the kind of I guess the tone sometimes of, yeah. of what's going on for us emotionally. Oh, that's really good. We could also validate ourselves, right? Yes. This is not going to be easy, no. but tell me all about it. <laughs> so we're just so using the same process, but, but doing it for ourselves. So that might be, um, you know, if we, you know, parenting can be such a hard gig. If we feel like we have failed as a parent or we feel like things are really stink, it can just be saying to ourselves, you know, you, 
you know, based on everything that's been happening, all the past, how you grew up, it makes sense that you responded that way. And it's okay. And you're going to be okay. We can even do things like, um, this probably comes more under something like our distress tolerance skills where we're physically doing something to soothe ourselves. But we can even give ourselves that bear hug because when we when we can communicate to ourselves that we're okay, that we make sense. And so sometimes I I like to think of it as looking for ways that I make sense in the world right now. Great. And that can help us to not excuse things that maybe aren't perfect, but it can help us to be compassionate to ourselves. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I... um, It's hard. It is, yeah. I remember being really challenged by the verse in the Bible about love your neighbour as yourself. Mm. And I think, okay, I can really love my neighbours. I love helping people. I love chatting, chatting. But yep. that little little verse, the second part is as yourself. So if I can't actually love myself, I can't actually love my neighbours yeah. properly. And the way I talk to myself is not always healthy. Yeah. And so learning to actually accept who I am and build myself up is actually super important yeah yeah and this doesn't sit under a dbt skill but some of the easy ways you can start to learn to do that are um just even journaling writing down what are what are some things i did well today yeah what are you know or even just thinking about at the end of the day what are three things i did well today yeah great um or in terms of actual dbt skills it's all coming back to that mindfulness as well so choosing those mindfulnesses of self-compassion and you know just validating ourselves in yeah. that as well. That's great. Thank you for coming on today. It's my pleasure. It's been great. It's taken us a while to get here, but I'm really pleased that you came in. And I hope that it's helped our families. I hope that it helps you. I hope that I hope that we can all learn to regulate emotions, work out how to get through some distressful times and how to look after ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If Thanks you, for oh, having me, Belinda. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. If you have any questions you would like us to answer on the podcast, we have an email address. You can email us at morethanokay at highlands.qld.edu.au. We would love to hear any questions and I love researching things. So hit me up with any questions you have about family, parenting, teenagers, children, anything really. Thanks for coming and we look forward to more episodes in the future. Thank you.